It's been a while since we've heard from Kanye West, who less than a year ago was seemingly on a kamikaze mission of career destruction, making media appearances on a daily basis to really hammer home the fact that he really, really does not like Jewish people to such an absurd extent that even Alex Jones was telling Kanye to maybe tone it down just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, at some point near the end of last year, though, Kanye snapped out of it. And aside from Kanye getting uh, married to a woman that looks eerily similar to his former wife, Kim Kardashian, it's been mostly quiet on the Kanye front. Except when it comes to his boldest and most ill-advised project to date. Starting his own pre-K through 12th grade Christian private school, Donda Academy, previously known as Yeezy Christian Academy. Whatever talents that he has, Kanye really isn't the type of person most people would entrust with their children's education. Uh, he claims to have never read a book. His views on a lot of topics are objectively dangerously wrong. And for years, he hasn't been able to put out an album without making numerous edits after release. Most importantly, he has no background in education, and education doesn't seem to have been much of a factor in his decision to start the Donda Academy. It was initially just a way for Kanye to create a dream team of high school basketball players from around the country. Which so. is, uh, you know, pretty cool idea. But and then you bring the education into it. and yeah. uh, It's not even that original of an idea for many schools who tend to put their athletics department before their academics department. Yeah. However... He's just saying the quiet part out loud. <laughs> a lot yeah. of other schools are like, damn it, why didn't we think of that? Yeah, this, is, this school is athletics first, Christianity second, and if there's time, education. Yeah, and I believe uh, the first school year at Donda Academy, he literally, he recruited the basketball team and then set them up with some remote learning GED program, mm. like pre-COVID, like uh, before remote Very learning. Very forward was, thinking. Yeah, I mean, he was. So yeah, we don't exactly teach here. So while you're playing basketball, we do have the Khan Academy YouTube channel yeah. that you'll be able to study whenever you want. And oh, what did we find here? Prager University. That sounds, ah, sounds uh, that's reputable. prestigious yeah. and reputable. Anyway, getting a sense of what actually happens at Donda Academy has been difficult thanks to non-disclosure agreements and a general air of secrecy. But the few glimpses we've gotten have not been encouraging. For starters, the school isn't even accredited. Plus, it turns out that, like Kanye, the school's day-to-day -day administrators had no actual experience with school administration, and in some cases, no experience with education in general. On the plus side, though, parkour is offered as an elective, which is sick. Pretty cool. But the more we learn about Donda Academy, the more dangerous something like parkour seems, considering all of the accusations of how unclean and unsafe the campus is. Yeah, you don't really want to be touching the ground or anything else. Don't want to be jumping on and over things. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a very, uh, very uh, angry looking place. You, you, you make one wrong move and uh, you're going to break your neck. You're going to injure yourself. Yeah, and uh, when, the, when the EMTs come, they're not going to be able to find you because everything's the same color. Yeah. Whoa. You blend right in. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, back in April, we learned of a lawsuit filed against Donda Academy by two former employees with actual education experience who claimed the school was in violation of various health and safety regulations. But the lawsuit also included lots of revelations of all sorts of weird shit. The school has no janitorial services. Teachers had to clean their own classrooms, but without any cleaning products, because Kanye obviously doesn't believe in them. Uh, students couldn't bring their own food for lunch, and instead were served sushi every day, and you can't do parkour with gout. It, no, it hurts too bad. Crossword puzzles and coloring were banned. Forks were banned. Classes on the second floor were banned because Kanye is afraid of stairs. Chairs were banned. Going outside for recess was banned. And every color except for black and gray were banned. Seems dystopian. Seems like the probably the worst place for a child to grow up and go on a daily basis and socialize, but... I don't know. Uh, he might be onto something. Sounds like it could be a great place for young developing minds to really blossom. Yeah. But we regret to inform you that a second Donda Academy lawsuit has hit the World Trade Center. And it includes lots of new details about what a weird little shit show this school is. Here's the LA Times. Kanye West's private Christian school had no glass in its windows and dangerous wiring, including exposed telephone and electrical wires, according to a lawsuit filed by a former assistant principal. In a complaint filed Thursday in Los Angeles County Superior Court, 
The former employee, Isaiah Meadows, said he brought the issues to West's attention, but they remained unaddressed and Meadows was eventually fired. This latest action, which also alleges unpaid wages and wrongful termination, comes three months after two former teachers at the school filed a lawsuit against West with similar allegations. Craziest thing? This entire school was driven by a Logitech controller. <laughs> and made out of fiberglass. Yeah, yeah. Carbon fiber. Yeah. yeah. Ah, you'll never sink this school. I, I imagine if Kanye West were to uh, attempt a submarine, it would would go about as, as well. As I mean, it sounds, be. based on this lawsuit, that uh, it was developed in the, much the same way. Yes. We don't need all these experts around. Yeah, they're trying to... Uh, the, the education uh, status quo is... They just don't like innovation. That's right. Yeah. Ugh, all these pesky regulations. We don't need certification. No. Or anything like or that. Or accreditation. I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so the article continues. In his lawsuit, Meadows said he raised concerns to West and the school's director that a skylight in one of the classrooms at what was then Yeezy Christian Academy, didn't have glass. Wes reportedly disliked glass, according to the lawsuit, <laughs> and the open skylight allowed rain to fall inside the building. <laughs> wow, I thought he was going like with plexiglass or no, anything just else. No glass just open. At all. Okay, great. Water would soak into the floor, which would lead to a moldy smell for the next few days. Well, Meadows, hopefully just a smell. Meadows' attorneys wrote in the complaint, Electrical and telephone wires were also left exposed, the suit alleges, and on one occasion, an electrical fire started near a student eating area. Ronald Zambrano, one of Meadows' attorneys, said many of the issues stemmed from West, who was always changing things at the school. <laughs> Zambrano said Meadows' concerns elicited no reaction and were kicked down the road. Guys, there is rain pouring into a classroom right now. Beautiful, isn't it? Shut the fuck up. That's just nature doing its job, yeah. and if we were to keep it out of this classroom, would we really be able to teach these kids in a proper way? Kanye God, God just, created that rain. Kanye just sort of likes it that way. And look, it's Southern California. It only rains, well, a couple days a year. Um, I have a question for the teacher. The room is filling with wildfire smoke. <laughs> Are we to do anything about this? That's just part of education. You're learning, aren't you? It builds character. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the lawsuit also contains allegations that the Yeezy Christian Academy campus had no hot water and had a septic tank that repeatedly overflowed. And here's NBC News with how things uh, didn't get much better once they moved to a new campus. In the first few months of school, the new campus had no electricity, so lessons were taught using commercial flood lamps powered by a generator, the suit alleges. No glass was installed in the windows, though mesh curtains were added eventually, and as with the first campus, the school's septic tank often overflowed, according to the suit. Uh, I have a question for the teacher. Uh, is it safe to have that generator running inside the classroom? Well, we have no windows, so it's fine. The, <laughs> yeah. the gas just... It'll make its way out. Yeah. It's its all good. Yeah. And that poop smell from all the septic tank overflowing Do all you the think time. that That's maybe if we stopped the serving the children nothing but sushi all the time, that they wouldn't be frantically running to the bathroom every five minutes and overflowing our beautiful big septic tank? Big, beautiful septic tanks. So Kanye's shit show of a school, literally a shit show from what it sounds like, and for the basis of this particular lawsuit, Meadows, the plaintiff, says Kanye promised to pay his family's rent once they'd relocated to Calabasas. But once Meadows started asking administrators to address various problems at the school, the rent payments stopped. And eventually he was fired and given no explanation for it. Meanwhile, apparently Donda Academy has moved yet again, with California Department of Education records putting it at an address in the town of Chatsworth that appears to be some sort of industrial park. That's Chatsworth, baby. Yeah. The exact location is hard to ascertain, but the industrial setting could mean that Kanye has finally solved the whole Windows problem by moving his school into a warehouse. Yeah, the solution was right there the whole time. Yeah. What buildings don't have windows? What buildings are just naturally oppressive without the need for uh, gray paint everywhere? A fucking warehouse. And we yeah. cram the kids into the warehouse and we feed them only sushi and we don't let them color and their minds blossom. Yes. When you have a blank canvas, creativity can go wild. Yeah, lots of room to parkour too in a big old warehouse. That's true. Not a lot of uh, features to jump off of, but hey, that's another thing you can get creative with. Yeah. Yes. So thank you to the city of Chatsworth. Yes. I love the idea of being like, come to Calabasas, we'll pay your rent. What's my rent? I don't know, $15,000 yeah, a month? Yeah, this guy, I don't know how long it went, but yeah, he said he ended up paying $60,000 out of pocket for rent that was yeah. supposed to be covered 
Uh, I'm assuming, I don't know, I didn't... There was no mention in there of a contract, which, like, that's your first mistake, buddy. Especially when you're dealing with someone like Kanye. You get that shit in writing. You get everything in writing. What would a lovely Christian, God-fearing man like Kanye do uh, to me that I would be suspicious of? Clearly, he's not going to break some contract. He's a God-fearing Christian man. He is not a man known for uh, suddenly changing his mind. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, this is going to work out great. Also, a big fan of, like, wide-open spaces. Because wasn't he doing his uh, album in, like, the Atlanta Mercedes Stadium? Yeah. But also... But he was working on it in a windowless room in the basement. Yeah, he was, like, in a locker room with no windows. Maybe that... Yeah, so his creative juices flow best when he is uh, just cut off from all stimulation and he's trying trying to provide these children with the same uh, creative spark that he has but all these damn regulators at the california department of education keep trying to put a stop to that i am completely baffled by his aversion to heights considering at his live shows he was suspended above the crowd yeah at one of them my my guess it's not heights. It's literally stairs because he's always oh. wearing them damn big boots. The, t- the boot too big for his goddamn foot. That's right. And yeah, walking upstairs in uh, oversized galoshes. Dangerous. Yeah, it's not easy. You prefer not to do it. I feel like he craves heights, actually, because he was in that stadium, like the Phantom of the Opera, looking yeah. down on soccer games and concerts and all kinds of stuff. He was probably carried up there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or a scissor lift. Yes. Yes. Kanye does not use stairs. We have to find a different way. But let's move on to the world of politics. Now, mayor of New York City is a job that no sane, normal person would ever want. So the job has historically gone to various types of weirdos, with the latest weirdo in charge of the U.S. largest metropolis being Eric Adams. And for the most part, Eric Adams' weirdness has been relatively harmless compared to previous mayors like Rudy Giuliani or Michael Bloomberg. He's mostly just been kind of goofy. Uh, he's like a less dangerous Bolsonaro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, outside Bolsonaro of the... Bolsonaro minus the... Authoritarianism. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but Eric Adams is the type of person that would be attacked by a large bird. Oh, absolutely. Yes. He So, mostly goofy. Like, when he talks about how much he hates rats, he's going to be the rat exterminating king. Or claims that cheese is as, di- as addictive as heroin. Maybe he is a rat. Yeah, he knows rats because right. he's got inside knowledge. I love cheese. But this week, the New York Times exposed a new level of Eric Adams' goofiness. Uh, buckle in. Uh, here's their reporting. In Mayor Eric Adams' first month in office, he was confronted with a tragic crisis. The deaths of two New York City police officers who were responding to a domestic disturbance in Harlem. Mr. Adams, a former police captain who campaigned as a Democratic crime fighter, quickly sought to humanize the killings. The loss of the officers, he said, reminded him of the 1987 line-of-duty death of a friend, Officer Robert Venable. I still think about Robert, Mr. Adams said at a news conference at City Hall. I keep a picture of Robert in my wallet. A week later, Mr. Adams posed for a portrait in his office, holding a wallet-sized photo of Officer Venable after the New York Times had requested to see it. Mr. Adams has since repeated the moving anecdote in media interviews and at a police academy ceremony last June, where he again displayed Officer Venable's picture. But, but, it continues, but the weathered photo of Officer Venable had not actually spent decades in the mayor's wallet. It had been created by employees in the mayor's office in the days after Mr. Adams claimed to have been carrying it in his wallet. The employees were instructed to create a photo of Officer Venable, according to a person familiar with the request. A picture of the officer was found on Google. It was printed in black and white and made to look worn as if the mayor had been carrying it around for some time, including by splashing some coffee on it, said the person who spoke on the condition of anonymity for fear of retribution. Two former City Hall aides, who asked not to be identified, said they were informed about the manipulated photo last year, not long after it was created. Well, it's New York City. Who doesn't love a little bit of razzle-dazzle? Yeah. A little bit of stagecraft. Listen, nobody nobody cared about my story until I pulled out 
The wallet-sized photo. And then repeated- And you liked, you liked the story. You wanted to believe. And then repeated it. Like, once, and be like, you know what? I didn't want to draw too much attention to it, so I stopped carrying it around. Yeah. Just any excuse. Any excuse at all. Like, we're focusing too much on my dead friend here. Let's- But no. He was like, and here it is once again. Yeah. As you can clearly see, I have not been lying about this. These dead, these dead cops, they're all heroes. But you know who else is a hero? Me. Me, kind of, for carrying this photo around for over 30 years. Yeah. I mean, not to diminish, but I'm I'm sort of a hero myself. Kind of crazy that that photo has some, like, JPEG artifacting on it. It, it, and <laughs> it's, it is funny, because when you look at, like, I mean, he posed for photos for the newspaper, and, and if, when you look at it, you're like, yeah, that's not, that's not a photograph. That was not developed from film. That is, that is a printout. Looks like Tim Sweeney's profile picture. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so a spokesman for the mayor, when reached by the Times, didn't even deny it. Uh, he just pivoted to saying that, uh, well, you know, Eric Adams, uh, he did, used to carry a photo of that cop in his wallet. And also, quote, the Times' efforts to attack the mayor here would be laughable if it were not so utterly offensive. And that this was, quote, a campaign to paint the mayor as a liar. Okay, but you just admitted that he lied, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's also newsworthy because it, it does follow a pattern of lying about things of varying levels of importance from the mayor, like saying that he was vegan many, many times, even though he later admitted that he does eat fish, which would make him not vegan. He'd be pescatarian. Uh, or claiming that he had sold an apartment in Brooklyn that he definitely still owns hmm. a long time after saying he didn't own it. Uh, or, depending on who you believe, whether he even primarily lived in New York City at all before and during his run for mayor, because there's a lot of evidence that he actually lived in New Jersey for a very long time and posed for photos in what was probably his son's apartment, made dressed up to sort of look like he lived there. What is in the water in New York? We got George Santos, we got Eric Adams, both just habitually lying for no reason. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's it's a bit strange. But, you know, you're right. The city, they love a... They love a story. The same thing that makes the bagels delicious is the same thing that makes all of our politicians just bloodthirsty liars. That's right. Yeah. And the pizza, you know, it's the water. That's right. It's that water. You take what you, the good stuff and the bad. Yeah. Delicious food, habitually lying politicians. Giant rats. And humongous rats. And they're just as addicted to the pizza as we are. They are. Well, it does seem that Adams was friends with the fallen officer, so his death probably did have an effect on him, obviously, but it's just such a classic U.S. politician move to take something like that, add a completely unnecessary layer of fakery to the whole thing, just to sell the story a bit more. Just get the point across. Which inevitably comes back to bite the politician in the ass and call their sincerity, their original sincerity, into question when it inevitably comes out that you just had a staffer print out a picture off Google Images and then pour coffee on it to make it look old. Can you crumple it up too so, you know, it looks like I've taken it out a couple times? And and that that staffer, Eric Adams didn't tell them to do the coffee. That staffer definitely Googled how to make photo look old. Yeah. And probably got like a WikiHow or Instructables uh, page and followed it to a T. And it is true. Coffee, it's a great way to make pictures look old. That's right. Maybe too old. Uh, Adds that sepia thing to it where... I, I don't know if a Do picture... Do you take this at an old-timey photo booth? Yeah, I don't know if a picture from the late 80s would would have that the, look to it, but... Uh, I would say that uh, uh, any picture stored for over 30 years is not going to uh, be resemble anything close, especially in a wallet yeah, you're, that you're, in theory, taking out all the yeah, time. it's going to get all scuffed up. Yeah. And I maybe, keep it right next to my Magnum And condom. maybe that's what happened, and, like, that would be just as moving of a story. Yeah, like I reprint it. Yeah. I had it in my wallet for so long that it you could barely see it, so every couple years I have to print a new one. Yeah. Just so I Just so I keep this story in the back of my mind. No lies detected, and that's a very uh, moving story, Mr. Mayor. But, no, you had to go and... Uh, Give them the razzle tassel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, truly something. We love the greatest city in the world, don't we, folks? Uh, you were just there. Oh, it's a wonderful city. Did anyone city. lie to you? All the time, frequently. <laughs> I was being lied to every step of the way, but I couldn't get enough of that pizza. It is great pizza. It's delicious. Uh, the one thing that didn't hold up was the Rainbolt bagel. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was trying to be as nice as possible on the internet so that uh, you know I wouldn't get ma- like yelled at, but uh, it was not good. And I didn't expect it to be, 
But I expected it to be a little bit better I considering mean, it's New all York the... City, the city of bagels. Yeah. Also, it's a chain bagel place. I don't understand oh. how this was hard to find in the first place because I feel like if you lived there, you knew what this bagel place was because there's multiple locations for it. So, yeah, maybe this was all... Maybe that was all a bit of razzle-dazzle, too. It was worth it to see Rainbolt's photo on the menu, but, uh, yeah. It, it, Making that face. There's a lot There's a lot better bagels out there. So, yeah. But speaking of politicians lying, sometimes lies can be used for good. Mm -hmm. And recently, the governor of Wisconsin, Democrat Tony Evers, managed to pull off a move so insanely bold and dishonest that you would assume it just would never work. No, someone's going to catch that. But it worked. Governor Tony Evers used one simple trick to ensure that Wisconsin public schools are properly funded for the next 400 years. Conservatives hate him. <laughs> uh, here's the New York Times. It took only a few snips of creative editing for Governor Tony Evers of Wisconsin to push through a long-term boost to public education funding. And by long-term, we mean long-term. As in, for the next 400 years. <laughs> On Wednesday, Mr. Evers, a Democratic former teacher and state superintendent, took advantage of a quirky Wisconsin rule that has long given governors a partial veto, allowing them to amend laws with some editing trickery. Governor Evers raised the amount that school districts could generate through property taxes by an additional $325 per student each year. In the original budget, the increase was allowed through the 2024-25 school year. But with the slash of a hyphen and the snip of a 20, Mr. Evers changed 2024-25 to the year 2425. <laughs> Brilliant. And yeah, if that doesn't make sense, here's a helpful visual aid showing exactly what Tony Evers did. Pretty simple. By just selectively removing just a, a little bit of text, he completely changed the law to ensure centuries of school funding increases. Longer than the entire United States has existed yeah. as a country. Nearly doubling it. And right. yeah... Yeah. If this seems ridiculous, uh, well, it is, but it's also apparently par for the course for Wisconsin, an interesting state where everyone is drunk all the time and things like this just sort of happen. Uh, from the article, over time, Wisconsin voters have whittled away at the state's unusual veto authority. In 1990, voters took away the Vanna White veto, which had allowed governors to strike individual letters and words to create new words. <laughs> In 2008, voters rejected the Frankenstein veto, which had involved combining parts of two or more sentences to create a new sentence. Because Mr. Evers' veto eliminated only entire words and digits without combining two or more sentences to create a new sentence, it appeared to be legal, said Rick Champagne, director of the Wisconsin Legislative Reference Bureau, a nonpartisan agency that provides research and legal advice to state lawmakers. Governor Evers' veto does adhere to the constitutional requirements for a partial veto, he said in an email. What in the boggle is going on in this fucking state? <laughs> it's the cheese. It's the cheese. It's the jelly beans. It's the beer. It's the party state. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin Republicans are, of course, big mad. They, they are steaming about this and are vowing to find a way to stop it. But their complaints are a bit hypocritical considering former Republican Governor Scott Walker used almost the same exact trick a few years back. In 2017, Mr. Walker, the former governor, executed what came to be known as the thousand-year veto <laughs> by striking the figures 1 and 2 from the date December 31st, 2018, changing the date to December 3018. <laughs> God. The edit to, to a law involving school districts and energy efficiency projects was challenged in court but upheld by the Wisconsin Supreme Court on the grounds that the challenge was not brought in a timely manner. This state is ridiculous. What's happening in Wisconsin? I don't know. This fucking Calvin ball. In the, it's, it's incredible. Wisconsin Republicans have been using every trick in their state's very trick-filled book for a very long time most notably by creating the most gerrymandered district system in the world. So it's very funny to see them act so shocked when the other party is doing this kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, rules are rules. Oh, me reaping. Ha ha, fuck yeah, this rules. Thousand-year veto, but me sowing. Oh, shit. 400 years of school funding increases. This sucks. Fuck. The, what's odd is that, like, this is absolutely... The most beneficial legislation yeah, that no, could have passed. Is, this is awesome. And this is a, a follows a pattern of uh, sort of Midwestern Democrats with like razor thin majorities 
just barely clinging to power, like enacting like New Deal style, uh, like sweeping overhauls, liberal policies, while places like California and the New York. The coastal Democrats are the coastal Democrats fucking who, dropping the yeah, bag. The coastal Democrats who have their shit locked down permanently, essentially, uh, just basically not doing shit for anyone. Yeah. But over in fucking Minnesota, they're just like, fuck it. We're doing we're doing the New Deal too here. That's because on the coast they have to please the vast majority of Democratic voters who actually vote believe against what their policies right. would dictate. They're having to please people who are technically Republicans, yeah, but well, do it out of a social morality kind Cal- of thing. California is a one party state, but when you have a one party state in a place as big as California, it's just gonna everything's gonna sort of just fall to the center. Yeah, and also uh, California and New York uh, real estate developers hold. Most of the power, yeah, and are very influential, and uh, fewer people want to live in the Twin Cities. Fewer people want to live in Wisconsin. There's probably still some uh, some influence there, but not nearly as much as uh, on the coast. Yeah, but let's move on now to the in memoriam section of the episode, because we have multiple weekly weird side characters that have passed away recently. Let's start with one that's let's generally or genuinely sad. A few months back, we talked about a guy up in Canada named Jerry Martin, who, mainly to prove a point, opened a pop-up shop openly selling various illegal drugs in downtown Vancouver. The point he was trying to make was about safe access to recreational drugs. All the heroin, cocaine, meth, and ecstasy he sold at the drugstore had been properly tested for deadly contaminants like fentanyl. Fentanyl mostly kills drug users who have no idea that the drugs they're taking contain fentanyl. So the idea that it would be safer overall to allow sales of clean, tested narcotics than to continue the war on drugs, that's the idea. It's its better than what we, everyone currently has. Yeah, so uh, Jerry Martin died a little over a week ago from a fentanyl overdose. Uh, he had openly admitted when he was first in the news for the drugs store that he is a cocaine addict. And those close to him say that he was never really an opioid user. So it sounds like what ended up killing him was likely the very thing he was trying to tackle through harm reduction. It would have been great if uh, Jerry Martin and people like him could simply get off those dangerous drugs that they're addicted to. But the reality is that drug addiction is a lifelong affliction and easy access to untainted drugs would absolutely save lives. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, though, that's a conversation that a lot of people and governments are not ready for yet. So, R.I.P. Jerry. Yeah. But in other news, remember that QAnon sect who got really focused on the idea that President John F. Kennedy would reveal himself as alive at the site of his assassination in Dallas about a year and a half ago? Uh, They were around for a while. A big group of these weirdos basically abandoned their lives and families to go hang out in Dallas waiting for the big reveal. And also believe that all sorts of other dead people, uh, dead famous people, were actually still alive and working undercover to take down the deep state. And they were going to wait days, weeks, months if they had to. Yeah, they uh, they were just sort of there. Yeah. So the leader of that group, Michael Protzman, had his thousands of followers convinced that he was some sort of oracle. But one thing Protzman definitely failed to predict was that he would die in a motocross accident at age 60. Yeah, that's too old to be doing motocross. Yeah. I don't want to tell anyone what not to do, yeah. but uh, you you kind of, you're not asking for it, but you're teetering on the edge. It requires a lot of uh, athletic ability uh, controlling that thing. And uh, just looking at this guy, I don't, I, I wouldn't have let him on that bike. Yeah, one wrong move and uh, for a younger person, maybe a broken bone or two. For an older person... Uh, Blunt force Trump. Yeah. Uh, so how how are his followers taking this, though? Well, here's Vice. After his accident two weeks ago, details about Protzman's condition were tightly controlled by his inner circle of half a dozen followers. While they initially told followers in an online chat that Protzman had a potential brain injury and told them to pray for him, the inner circle has refused to answer any follow-up questions about his condition. The inner circle shut down comments on his channels and, in at least one case, kicked a follower out of their truth social group after they asked a question about Protzman's condition this week. Shelly Mullinax, who was one of Protzman's earliest followers but had a falling out with him and other members of the group last year, remains convinced of the conspiracies Protzman concocted about JFK. She believes his death is all part of the plan. Everything's part of the fucking plan with these people. The plan's getting pretty weird, but it's all part of it. Yeah, it continues. If that was the plan that God had for him, I know that everything is going to be revealed soon, Mullinax told Vice News on Wednesday. 
Molnack said that in recent days, someone in her group had claimed Protzman was taken out, but she dismissed that. She did, however, claim that the person who died was in fact just one version of Michael Protzman, the evil version. Oh. And that the good Michael Protzman, who is in fact JFK Jr. in a mask, <laughs> is still alive and well. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Vice News spoke to several family members of Protzman's followers and all said that their loved ones have dismissed the news of Protzman's death as fake. In another Telegram channel populated with Protzman's followers, one admin wrote that they would be removing all posts regarding his death until we have absolute verification. Yeah, and Vice found the death certificate. They're like, no, he died. I don't believe it. <laughs> All That's just of... like, let's say you got it from the same place that they got Obama's birth certificate. Everything's going according to plan. The leader of our weird little cult has died in a motocross accident, just as was foretold. Yes. So I think things are going to, I think the storm is coming, guys. Yeah. Just like Jesus on the cross, we got Protzman on the bike. And I looked down and there were two motocross tracks. Because <laughs> you were, well, not carrying me, but. No, me and Jesus, we were just cruising. Jesus loves cruising. He does. That's right. In the brambles. Jesus can get sick air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> before we move on to the headlines half of this show, though, we first got to tell you that this episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. We all shop online, and we've all seen that promo code field taunting us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. I said it last time, but uh, one of the best deals I found recently was replacing some... Uh, some earbuds, not earbuds, but like the ear protection. Yes. Uh, and I popped out at a show, got filthy on the ground. There's no saving it. Luckily, Honey was able to make the repurchasing of that not as expensive. And I got two pair just in case I lose another. Nice. Thanks, Honey. And Honey also, it doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone too. That's how I used it. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. We wouldn't recommend something we don't use, so get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com weird. That is joinhoney.com weird. And this episode is sponsored by Bespoke Post. Of all the packages that get dropped off at my door, hands down, the best box I open every month is my Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. My Box of Awesome is filled with carefully chosen gear from the best small brands around the world. No matter what you have going on this summer, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear essentials, cookout must-haves, and drink game upgrades, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Well, let's see uh, what we got this past month. Uh, well, I got throwing knives, and you know what those throwing knives need? A nice holster to keep them in. Yeah. So they're readily for, available. For safety. Yeah. Also, a variety of hot sauces from around the country. That'll be great at the cookout, but you know what else would be? Barbecue rub. That's right. I got a kit to grow every ingredient in a caprese salad myself. Perfect. I have not begun the process yet, but it's very exciting. It's going to be even more delicious knowing that you did it yourself. That's right. It's like a surprise party whenever it shows up on your doorstep. Who needs friends? I've got Box of Awesome. <laughs> no matter what you have going on this summer, Box of Awesome has you covered. From those camping gear essentials, cookout must-haves, drink game upgrades, it has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you are supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD, for 20% off your first box. boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD. All right, it's time to get into the weirdest, craziest headlines from around the world this week. <sighs> Starting with, I mean, it's silly that they did this, but I feel terrible for the poor animals involved, just like I always do. Animals, never their choice. It is not their choice. No. Barkageddon. Marlins staged massive fireworks display on dog night. The Marlins are the Florida, South Florida That's baseball right. team. Um, so to be clear, 
They didn't say, hey, everyone, bring your dog to the baseball game and then just start lighting off Roman candles. Uh, they, they put up a sign in the middle of the game being like, hey, you got fifth. The, the second this game ends, you have 15 minutes to get to your car and make yourself get scarce because it's going off in here. So uh, if your dog isn't cool and can't hang, then you should probably leave. But if your dog is a, a real one, <laughs> tell him to stick around for the show. We got, we're selling Marlin's Thunder Vests uh, right over here for the low, low price of $100. If I you mean, want... that would be a, a very, it would be a smart but evil move. But uh, those Thunder Vests, they do work yeah. pretty well. They're not perfect. This is uh, horrific. Did they also tell all the veterans to leave? Uh, no. This, they did this to honor the veterans, actually. <laughs> they wheel out like whatever World War II or Korean War vet yeah. halfway through the game. They're like, all right, we're doing the thing where everyone stands for the veteran. Uh, let's set off some fireworks and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Always hey, a fun time. Hey, it's just like the war that you were in, right? Yeah. Must be pretty cool for you then. What a dangerous scenario, specifically with animals who are freaking out because they have no idea what the fuck's going on. I left the city. This, um, I no longer, I, I don't stay in LA for 4th of July. I haven't for years. Uh, I went up to the mountains this time. It was lovely. Uh, the San Bernardino County will basically throw you in prison for life if you set off a firework uh, in the or mountains. Or have a gender reveal party. <laughs> yeah. Um, but driving back down the mountain to civilization the following day, it was apocalyptic. The uh, the amount of just like residual smog over the Inland Empire was, it was gross. It was like, I felt like I was in the 70s back before the EPA. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, I watched the Macy's uh, fireworks in New York, and it blanketed the city within 30 minutes. It was covered. I was like, I think they, I don't know if this is going exactly how they thought it would, or if like the humidity is yeah. keeping it all like this, but you couldn't even see the fireworks by the end of it, yeah. because they were exploding <laughs> within the weather pattern that they created. Well, but you also can hear them. Still here, I was up editing till like 1 or 2 in the morning last night, and... One o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. Fireworks still going off. Oh, they're still going. Yeah. Which um, to me, I think it's it's kind of funny. I'm up anyway. But I, I imagine that it is driving people absolutely insane. Yeah, I'm, I've lived on the bad side of the tracks for long enough that it is, it, it's like a broken fire alarm. Like, yeah. it doesn't affect me so much. But I uh, it is baffling to me. Uh, I got to sleep with a noise machine anyway because the tinnitus... Oh, so uh, yeah, that'll do that. It. That drowns it out anyway. I'll send you the noise machine. It's lovely. I already maybe have, a, maybe, I already have a noise machine. Maybe Honey can get some discount codes. I've already got it. one. Mm. Beat you to it. Is it mechanical or digital? It is mechanical. Oh, we might have the same one. It's got a little, yeah little circle thing. Yeah, and you can twist it to change the that, frequency. We have the same noise machine. Yeah, isn't it wonderful? It's really useful. Yeah, it's All great. Right. <laughs> they should sponsor the show. They should. We should hit them up. It's a really good product. Not gonna say the name. Yeah. AI girlfriend told crossbow intruder to kill Queen Elizabeth II at Windsor Castle. Yeah, I mean, obviously she's been dead for a while, but I guess right before uh, the Lord took her, someone uh, broke into the Windsor Castle grounds when she was there with a crossbow to try to assassinate her. And uh, yeah, they just revealed the, you know, the results of their investigation. It turned out this guy was using that replica AI girlfriend chatbot. And uh, the message is, it's just like, I think I'm going to kill the queen with a crossbow. And the girlfriend's like, oh, that'd be awesome. You'd be so hot if you did that. Just like that over and <laughs> no. over again. <laughs> it's like, obviously, this person was already fucking insane. Yeah, but that's the with, problem. But is that, that does not help. The, every insane person can have an AI girlfriend. Yeah, you're just, you're, you're connecting the dots for them on their crazy ideas a lot quicker than before when any sane person would be like, no, you shouldn't kill the queen with a crossbow. Also, with all their goofy ass looks and fainting on the job, it really seems like the security over at the royal palace is not great. I feel like this is like the third or fourth story in a couple of years where someone has just kind of waltzed into wherever the royal family is. I don't know how close he got, but uh, there was a guy in the 80s who managed to get like inside, in the room, right? Yeah, in yeah. the room with her. So, um, yeah. Those big... Goofy hats might be intimidating to some, well, they, but to others, they are a welcome sign. They get this message about the intruder, and they go running, and then like their big stupid hat hits the doorway. That's how they uh, fall down, and like their shit they're wearing is too heavy; they can't get up. Their swords caught in something. Then they pass out from because the second they start exerting themselves at all, their body heat just skyrockets. Yep. So um, yeah, maybe get some like real security, or don't. I don't care. It's not my put country. these guys in some bird dogs. <laughs> 
Use our promo code. <laughs> Queensguard. Sorry, Kingsguard. Oh, next headline. Sriracha sauce is selling for as much as $120 amid prolonged shortage. Counterpoint, it's... not a shortage. What? No. So apparently the, the peppers, it was like a bad crop for the specific pepper they use in the sauce. So they haven't been able to source it as well for like the last three years. But it's like the shortage has happened for so long that their supply is really down. But I do imagine there is some... Uh... No, no the, the, what's, what's actually going on is that they tried to like renegotiate the contract with the pepper supplier that's in uh, not too far from here. Yeah. And they were, you know, because there's like such a big company that they're like, oh, we'll just push this guy around. It's like a family oh. farm. And they're like, absolutely not. So they've been using this pepper shortage for since basically the pandemic to pressure the brand to keep putting it in. And the brand has just started their own sriracha sauce. Oh. But you can you can buy like the exact same thing on their own like family website. And sriracha isn't even like a trademarked word. It's just a common term. No, the the actual so, name of the it's it, it cock it, sauce, rooster sauce. It's something like that, yeah. but it, it's different. And yeah, so it's I mean, not Trader like a trademark. Joe's has their own. It's like it's not great though. Yeah, it's not the same, but. I you can know. buy the you uh, I the Los Angeles subreddit has gone in on this yeah. deep dive multiple times now. You can I can't remember the name of the family farm, but you can buy the actual using the red jalapenos that they use. I need to look into this because yeah. that is uh, that's... apparently the family got real greedy about their supplier. Well, and they're that's... using this as an excuse, the same way that em employers were using yeah. everyone's lazy as an excuse. No to one just... wants to sell us peppers anymore. Exactly. Well, okay. But in the meantime, if you can't get that, I would highly recommend this Korean sauce called gochujang. Yeah. It's uh, it's more of a paste, but if you like that the heat type of heat, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Remember, uh, I think it was during the pandemic when this when this started, uh, places were saying, we'll give you like a certain amount of discount if you bring in your own sriracha bottles. Okay. Um, so anyway, it's good, but it's not $120 good. No, absolutely not. But here's the thing. I was addicted to it. Now you can't get it, so I haven't. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's other good sauces. Yeah. Go a little. They Mex give you a whole plethora usually if you go to like a nice Asian place. Yeah. Well, maybe not anymore. No, well, they still do. At least the ones I go to. In Joe Biden's America, you will eat unseasoned food. <laughs> Won't even burn your mouth. Sea otter commandeers phallus-adorned surfboard at Juneteenth paddle out. Yeah, this one happened a couple weeks ago. We got sort of drowned out by all the orca talk. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the the otters are also uh, taking what's theirs, taking back the sea. Is this in California or off yeah, the coast of California? Yeah, this was up in Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Oh, Not shit. The otter's stealing my board, yeah. bro. <laughs> my penis board. That's sick. I made that thing custom. Uh, yeah, this otter, and I guess this same otter in Santa Cruz has done this repeatedly. It, oh. it likes surfboards. So if it sees a surfboard just floating out there during like a paddle out, it'll come and get on it and be like, hey, look at me. I'm a human, king of the castle. Look at me on my big old boat. That otter's name, White Gladys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now we have a lot of things to watch out for and they're... Just don't go in the ocean. <laughs> Stop going in the ocean. It's not for you. Nope. British woman says she can't get a job, not even cleaning toilets for having 800 tattoos. And um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say I agree with everyone discriminating against this woman because 800 tattoos is too many. A bit excessive. It it does reach a point where you look like what a child looks like the first time they get their hands on a magic marker. Mm -hmm. um, it you just look like you've got some shit on your face, and um, I, I, it's understandable that an employer would not want you to be seen by anyone because you look terrifying. Also, if this is really that much of a problem. Go down to the fucking makeup store and have them make some foundation that matches your skin color and put that shit on for a couple hours a day to work. There's makeup for this. Look, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that, that someone could give her a job. Yeah, get a job at a freak show. <laughs> <laughs> they still got those, right? Well... You know, discrimination's back, baby. Come see the woman with 800 tattoos. I guess she Watch gets... Watch her clean a toilet. She gets like three new tattoos a week. This is an addiction. It's not about the tattoos anymore. This yeah, is about, this is... Uh, uh, something else. Yeah. Hmm. 
Doctors flabbergasted after finding octopus in patient's throat. Whoa. Yeah, it was a tiny, obviously a tiny octopus. Mm-hmm. They just stuck to the throat. Yeah, they got they've gone out for the Asian seafood and swallowed it. Which like I don't know. I've had the I've had the octopus the live. It's not actually alive, but I've they had put the salt on it to get it to. Yeah, they're doing. Uh, they're triggering the nerves with the electrolytes, but um, you don't swallow it. That's people literally die doing that. You chew that shit up, and it's very chewy and it's kind of weird. I quite like it, but. Um, Taking a tiny octopus and then just putting that down the hatch, um, it is going to get stuck. There's a lot of little suckers in there. Yeah. This person is lucky they didn't just straight up die. Yeah. But what a surprise for that doctor. Whoa! There's a tiny car in your rectum. And yeah, they, they had a lot, really hard time getting it out because those suckers, like the thing's dead, but the... It's got the death grip. Yeah, it's got the death grip. Yeah. So they put on some death grips and that thing is, okay, I don't want no trouble. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then the person was like, ooh, it looks tasty. Popped it right back in. Oh. Hmm. I do not learn lessons. Vietnam bans Barbie film over disputed map of China's South China Sea claims. This is wild. I, the best take on this I saw was that, can you guess which of these two movies has uh, sparked geopolitical yeah. uh, anger in Asia? So at first I was like, okay, Vietnam... What are you talking about? Then I saw an actual picture of the scene that they took issue with, and it is very strange. Clearly, someone in the production design department got a note that said, you have to show this dotted line in the ocean. Because the map, it's like, it looks like a map drawn by a child or like yeah. someone with no knowledge. That's how alone. they tried to explain yeah. it away, too. But it clearly has this very distinct dotted line right next to China, which China insists on having in all the maps because it represents the places they say they own. So... This was clearly a decision made so they could market this movie in China. But in doing so, they pissed off Vietnam, I believe the Philippines also, and uh, yeah, just everyone else in the South China Sea who um, also claims those islands and whatnot. So um, I don't know why they couldn't just make two versions to avoid this. Uh, Did they end up doing that with Tom Cruise's jacket in Top Gun 2? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, it is... It's wild. So, so far, I mean, aside from Spider-Verse, this summer has been a complete dud for blockbusters. And... Well, Mission Impossible's coming, and Barbie, and Oppenheimer. That's what I'm saying. It's about to get crazy. Yeah. Because Mission Impossible is your, you know, your sequel, your standard sequel. People are going to go see see Tom Cruise do stunts or whatever. Honestly, I can't imagine it being very good, but it's fun popcorn trash. Yeah, yeah. But then you have Oppenheimer Barbie, which, despite it being you know, just run into the ground by everyone on earth still is just so fascinating to have see, like to go see uh, on the same day that uh, I am still curious. Although I care far, far less about Barbie than Oppenheimer, but I think I might do the double feature just because it, it feels like the, what, what you should be doing. That's like five hours of movie. I know too much movie because Barbie's three hours and Oppenheimer's two. (laughs) We got to tell the whole story. Yeah, the, the whole Barbie story. And, also, it's uh, not like Vietnam. Like, are there Barbie fans in Vietnam? Like, I, I don't even think Barbies were available for sale there until like maybe ten years ago. I mean, I don't know for sure, <laughs> but I feel like they were probably manufactured there during the eighties. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the, there might be something to that. Yeah. Hmm. So interesting. Tourist who defaced Colosseum says he wasn't aware it was ancient. How was I supposed to know? Everything here is old. And this guy just carving him and his girlfriend name. He got caught on camera. Like, yeah. And he's just like, what? What did I do? And they're like, this fucking thing is over 2,000 years old, you asshole. He's like, oh. I would never condone oh, violence. Oh, well, if I knew it was that old. like, I, never, I would never condone violence. But it seems like the citizens of Rome could have handled this immediately. In their own way. Yeah, by putting the him in the center way. of the Colosseum yeah. and having him fight a lion. I mean, it's pretty wild. I've, I definitely, of all the like ancient wonders of the world, uh, I don't even know if it falls under that, but it's it's a place to see for sure. Because, yeah, it's old as shit, and you're like, they literally, they invented stadiums. We go to stadiums to this day, and they're pretty much the same design. They did crazy stuff that seems impossible. They'd fill it with enough with water, water to have sea battles. Yeah, it's wild. And yeah. they had a roof. They had a retractable roof. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Rome is like, fucking nuts it's what Uh, happens when you have like the enlightenment age and then christianity comes and says no 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 science 
is bad. We have to go and get rid of all this stuff that we've been developing. I mean, there's a lot more to it than I know, that, but, but yeah. Uh, I mean, they literally invented a type of concrete in ancient Rome that uh, works better than anything that exists today. And scientists have been spent the last thousand years trying to figure out how to reverse engineer it, and they've failed. Mm -hmm. It's the same with like a Damascus steel, the steel that was invented in Syria like 2,500 years ago. It's like best steel in the world. We have no fucking clue how they did it. Oh well. Yeah, some interesting things. Aliens. <laughs> and final headline, I'll let you take this one. I milked 30 pigs a day for their semen, but it's left me with crippling injuries to both my wrists. Now I can't work, and I want compensation. Uh, yeah, a lot to unpack here. I didn't know that they needed to manually jerk off pigs. Figured they, with livestock, they put them in a machine. I guess this is more humane, you know, <laughs> skin to skin. Uh, but also, pigs have very strange dicks. Like... If I, I bet this person wouldn't, it wouldn't be such an occupational hazard if they were normal. But no, they're like, I mean, a pig dick is a corkscrew, and you're is it? Yeah, you're. Torquing. I thought that was ducks. I mean, I'm assuming pigs. The tail's too. the corkscrew. I think they got a corkscrew dick too. Hmm. Well, I wouldn't know. I don't milk semen from pigs. But it does seem like there would be an easier way to do this. Yeah, especially if you're hurting. You know, you're switching hands. It's like, oh God. My right, getting real sore. Gotta gotta switch. How no, he's doing both at the same time. He's doing yeah, two pigs at once. Yeah, efficiency is key when it comes to stroking off hogs. When you're cranking hogs, you want to do it's it's a two stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this girl has never given a hand job to a boyfriend. Sorry, babe. I don't, I don't take my work home with me. I'm too tired. I've been yeah. at work all day doing the same thing. Crank your own hog. So yeah, I mean, if you're getting into the jerking off hogs business uh just be aware there are occupational hazards to this of course um you know take your time some hogs take like it time. some hogs like it soft and gentle you don't need you don't need to go rough yeah they'll let you know yeah they'll let you know how they feel about it well all jobs are dangerous i guess just yeah. some in different ways dirty jobs mike rowe we're here on this hog farm who needs to go to college when you can jerk off a pig <laughs> Damn government. We need to abolish OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> if OSHA was here, they wouldn't let me jerk off this hog to completion. <laughs> oh, Mike Rowe, you silly bastard. Um, anyways, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, I, did we mention that we hit 250,000? I don't know if we did, but we did over the weekend. Yeah, it was yeah, great. We it finally was, hit 250,000. It was a wonderful uh, 4th of July. We celebrated subs, in our own ways. Yeah. Um, so thank you for that. Yes. Uh, you know how we got to 250,000? By you. You know, we we do the work. We jerk off the pig. But what you do is much more important. You yeah. like the video. You share it with friends. You leave a comment. Because all of those things tell YouTube that people like watching this show. Yeah. And they show it to more people. And as you can see, we don't like saying this stuff. But over the past couple of months, we've been saying it. And you've been doing it. And things have improved. It does work. It works. If you haven't seen already, we have two new videos that just cover... I don't even want to say the name because I don't think we said it this entire episode. Yeah. But it covers the, the social media battle The, the two happening. rich tech guys that um, we hate in different ways and how they're competing with each other in a way that is very funny. There, there was someone on Twitter that said they started a drinking game where they take a shot every time we say one of their names and that they're tired of being drunk. So... We haven't said it this episode, but so that you have a nice weekend if you if yeah. you partake. Musk, Zuck, Musk, Zuck. All right, there you go. The videos are over there if you want to watch and get completely housed. Yeah. Uh, but uh, check those out. Like the video. Leave a comment, and we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.